a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode that featured a rundown of the two nights that Umphreys played at Salmon Fest on the Kenai Peninsula Fairgrounds in Nanilchik, Alaska. There is a link in the show notes if you missed that and wanted to check it out. This week on the show, we're going to get into the second run of shows that Umphreys would embark on this summer with the Disco Biscuits, August 18th at TCU Amphitheater at White River State Park in Indianapolis, August 19th at St. Louis Music Park in Maryland Heights, Missouri, and August 20th and 21st, the Caverns Above Ground Amphitheater in Pelham, Tennessee. If you're interested in hearing a recap of the first string of shows that the guys did with the Disco Biscuits earlier in the summer, June 9th through 12th, check out episode 198. You'll find a link in the show notes for that. Also in the show notes, a link for my 2022 highlights playlist, as well as my 2022 Hall of Fame contenders playlist. Check those out if you haven't. Both are an ever-evolving list. As I continue to listen to all of the amazing music that we've been getting this year from the band, I checked last night, and I think I still have like 11 shows to actually listen to. Um, You know, when a show is over, I will put it on like the next day and just kind of like have it on while I'm doing other stuff. But then when it comes time to do the episodes, I'll really listen to it and uh, unpack it. You know, I will intently listen to it and, uh, you know, be making notes. But after a show is over the next day, I just kind of like have it in the background and I'll move stuff that I know for sure is going to be a highlight that I'll come back to. Um, But I still have 11 shows to listen to. Um, August was a very uh, busy month for them. So keep checking that uh, 2022 uh, list. I don't think that I've moved anything recently over to my Hall of Fame contenders, um, but we'll see. I have to re-listen to that West Coast uh, shows again, and there's definitely going to be some things, I think, from those nights that are going to move over there. Before we get into everything this week, pre-order is now open for the summer edition of Crooked Conversations. The biggest issue to date, coming in at 40 full-color pages. 
I just can't believe how much content is in this issue. If you don't know what Crooked Conversations is, it's the magazine from DATC Media coming to you in digital and or print form, however you like to get your magazines all about Umphreys and their other side project bands, Doom Flamingo, Death Kings, Kick the Cat, um, anything that the guys may be doing, uh, solo shows, any of that, set lists, photos. There's a submission from the Much Obliged Sober community, uh, two Umphreak spotlights, and new feature, the Artist Spotlights. This edition has Ponder Monster in it. It was really, really awesome to read everything that he had to say. I'm very excited for everybody to read his feature um, and so much more. There's so much in it. So if you are interested in snagging one of those, head to datcmediacompany.com, head to the store tab, and you'll be able to pre-order yours there. This issue on the cover has a very very nice photo of Jake from the Vail, Colorado show taken by DATC photographer James Moran. I just love it. I took a picture of Jake also uh, at the Baldwinsville show and it's got like the blue lights. This cover photo also has the blue lights and just something about the way uh, Jake is photographed in those blue lights is just really, really nice. So datcmediacompany.com is where you can pre-order and if you're interested in a subscription head to patreon.com slash datcmediacompany um, and you can check out the different options of how you would like to get your content and all sorts of awesome stuff so check that out links for both you know where did you know that datc media company is now on patreon Yep, offering all sorts of really awesome exclusive merch items, content, and more to our incredible patrons. There's a variety of tiers, options, and ways for you to show your love and support. Your monthly contribution helps make Dropped Among This Crowd podcast, The Umphreys Wow Show, Crooked Conversations, and a ton more Umphreys fan-related content coming soon possible. Check it all out at patreon.com slash DATC Media Company. All right, so let's get into these shows. First up, August 18th at TCU Amphitheater at White River State Park in Indianapolis, Indiana, a venue that always promises to deliver fire shows, gracing this stage only six times. And one of my favorite shows was at this venue, Bayless's birthday show, 8-11-18. Um, I will link that set in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, and I will also link the podcast episode I did about that. Um, the show was still really new. I think three months it had been around. Yeah, May 2018 is when the show started. Um, so I will link that. It might be kind of interesting and funny to go back to <laughs> listen to that. Um, but I suggest you give that 8-11-18 show a spin. It's so good. Like I said, it's one of my favorite shows um, ever that I've seen. 
The band would take the stage second this night in Indy and start the evening off with the walkout tune, There's No Crying in Mexico, followed by Attachments, a standard version again, not seeing any improv or expansion. The version also played recently night two in Alaska would also be a quote-unquote standard version. I don't know what I want next. Venturing off early on, slightly after a minute, enjoying a nice drive with the top down, very nicely driving it back home into I don't know what I want a little over eight minutes later. Preamble into Mantis, the first tune this weekend that would find a seat on my highlights list. And if you're a regular listener to the show, You've heard me bring this up before, and I'm going to say it again. 2022 is most certainly the year of the Mantis. Let us not forget about that absolutely just mouth-watering Mantis draconian Mantis sandwich from Detroit, which still is my favorite. It might be my favorite Mantis ever. I mean, of the Mantises they've played so far. You know, there's still Mantis to come in the future. But so far, I think this is my favorite Mantis ever. 100% will be something that I vote for when it's time for Hall of Fame. That journey should be considered as one vote. Um, But I digress. (laughs) I talk about that Mantis from Detroit pretty often. Anytime that somebody starts talking about that song, um, that's the first thing (laughs) I bring up. So if you have not listened to that Mantis, Draconian Mantis from Detroit, listen to it. You will not be disappointed. (laughs) This version here in Indy would be the fourth time that Mantis would appear on my highlights list this year. Um, so that song's definitely been getting the treatment. A standalone version here in Indy, it would matter-of-factly head off into the jam slightly before six and a half. I really love the direction this one goes and the way it opens up and dances off joyfully about 17, 17 and a half-ish, specifically what Jake is playing. And then when Bayless comes in about two minutes later. I just love everything about that section of the jam. Slamming back down to earth, cooling its heels significantly, delicately tiptoeing around and blossoming open and beautifully flowing into the conclusion of Mantis. Whoppy Sprayberry, another one from the evening that found a seat on my highlights list. Gleefully dancing off slightly after four minutes, enjoying its time among the stars, bursting through the atmosphere and falling back down to earth about nine minutes, beginning its sinister, heavy-footed trudge back into Wappy proper about two-ish minutes later. Moving right into Ocean Billy, another one that you'll find on my highlights list. Wandering off into the jungle about six minutes, getting to the depths of it a few seconds later, picking up its tempo and dancing off full of determination. This version would go unfinished and instead very perfectly head right into a scapegoat, 
and they have been having a whole hell of a lot of fun with this one. Seeing eight plays so far since its debut only two months ago at the Stone Pony. Not mad about that at all. I really, really love this tune, and I'm super excited uh, to watch that and, you know, all of them grow. I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that since we've started seeing the debut of these new tunes. Um, I'm just so excited to watch these grow up. The tail end of this would enjoy a nice drive along the shoreline. Love the muddy way it slides into the next tune mail package. And closing out the evening in indie with Pay the Snucka. Well, that's the first thing when you did this podcast and cooking. You were like, well, let's cook. Let's pick something let's go to the from woods. the woods yeah. and make a meal out of it. That was your first yeah. thing. Join us as we talk about food and music. Let's do all these songs. You know, that's just the way I am. I like that instinct. I'm always like that. I'm like, I don't want to play the old shit. I want to play, you know, new, new, new. Politics and conspiracies. The guys don't say completely demolished it because they were unsafe. Which sounds like bullshit. It sounds like bullshit. It's just like 9 11, right? And the wild world of sports. But there was one, like, I'm a Des Bryant fan, but he got scared in the postseason because they said he didn't finish. He made a catch, he turned his body, stepped over, and then and then he dropped and they called it incomplete. And I still felt the Cowboys and Des got scared. There was a lot of games, but complete the catch Check out our new podcast called Stew on This. Tune us in and see what's cooking. Moving along to the next show, August 19th at St. Louis Music Park in Maryland Heights, Missouri. This would be the first time the band would play at this venue. Again, Umphreys would close out the evening. And I don't think I mentioned this before, um, but these nights were originally meant to be live streamed by Keith Greiner, whose company Fierce Productions was supposed to be bringing this to everyone. Well, Keith had a medical emergency, had to have surgery, so there was a change in plans. And these evenings were not live streamed. However, they were still filmed and you can watch this evening and the next two nights on the Nugs app under the video tab. Um, That's actually what I'm going to do tonight. I haven't had a chance to uh, watch those, but I want to. So I'm going to be checking those out this evening. And pretty much every time that Umphreys uh, streams something, there are a few... uh, Random times where it's not Keith and his crew. Um, I know that recent show that they streamed uh, in California was not Keith working on that. Um, But a majority of the time it is Keith. And we're very grateful for all of his hard work because every time Keith is behind the camera, it's just stellar stream. Lacing up our dancing shoes right out of the gate and boogieing out with a very nice day nurse to get the evening going. Sidestepping right into the silent type next. Abandoning its roots and driving off slightly before three minutes. Putting the top down and letting it go way out on its own, unchaperoned. Very nicely driving it back home six minutes later. Half delayed next followed by the first tune from this evening that found a seat on my highlights list, Small Strides, detaching itself and interstellarly heading off into the jam slightly before three and a half. Only for a little bit, 
before bringing it back down to sea level, getting a little ominous as it slips down the rabbit hole about three minutes later, crawling its way out and back into small strides slightly before nine minutes. The bottom half sweetly fluttering off about three and a half, picking up momentum a few minutes later as it joyfully dances on, enjoying a nice wings outstretched soar through the sky, rounding the corner, making a few rotations before slamming back into the bottom half. The Lanier next, beginning to stretch its legs slightly before five minutes. Stasic laying down some very nice little bass bombs as the path for the jam ahead continues to be laid. Finding its balls and driving full steam ahead, completely loosening its grip, letting it all fall to earth. Taking an interesting turn next with wizards that would have an opener sandwiched between the front and back half of it. Nopener would see four plays this year. It hasn't seen this much love since 2006, which would see seven total plays that year. Random fun fact for you, 2004 would see the most with over 20, but this would probably be because of the fact it debuted the year before in 2003 and they were just having a lot of fun with it. Almost a dozen of those played would be the lounge version, which I personally think would be a lot of fun to bring back. Haven't seen one of those since February 4th, 2017 at the Fillmore in Detroit. So, you know, on bowls coming, maybe uh, New Year's? I don't know, but I think it would be fun to get the lounge version of that again since they seem to be enjoying that song again this year. Front Porch next, taking a nice adventure down memory lane on its way out. I thought that was fun, so I threw it on my highlights list. And closing out this evening with the triple wide, shout out Joel, who was absolutely crushing during the depth of this jam, taking this dance party to the stratosphere. And there is video of this on YouTube that I will link in the show notes. Ben Factor also absolutely crushed during this. I mean, this dude has been straight killing it all year anyway, but someone tagged me in this video and while I was watching it, I just, I think a few times I was just like, damn, Ben. Like, holy shit, seriously, so out of this world. I was sitting in my living room watching it, and my mom, like, walked by, and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, Ben Factor, (laughs) that's what I'm watching. (laughs) Like, it was insanity. It was just absolute insanity. For sure, watch that if you haven't. It's just, wow. I mean, Ben is something else. He is so insanely talented and he's so young so there's still so much time for him to learn and grow and improve um which you know I mean watching him work but you know everybody can can hone in their craft um so it's gonna be so awesome to watch him as he grows up too 
Um, and fun fact, Ben has been a guest here twice on the show. Um, I will link those episodes in the show notes um, so you can check those out. Great conversations with Ben. He is just the nicest and funniest guy to um, lots of great stuff that he talks about um, in there. He goes into the details of how he got his job with Umphreys and just a whole whole bunch of stuff. So definitely check out those two episodes with Ben if you haven't. Hey, this is Rob Turner. I hope you're enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Umphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview. And then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge signs even more than usual. Right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for the curious, the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the the gooey goodness that happens in, in each of these songs. They, they all have a unique personality, and we explore that. The best versions of the song. The, the uh, traces of where the song came from and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs. And then we have a metal round with a guest from the Umphreys world. And they each, Jimmy, myself, and the guest pick their top three versions of said song. And then you, the listener, vote on them. And there is some waxing poetic. Not too much. Well, maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphreys Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah. Moving along to night one of the Caverns, August 20th, at the Above Ground Amphitheater in Pelham, Tennessee. Switching things up, Umphreys would play first this evening. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, this and night two are also available to watch on Nugs. The band played at the Above Ground Amphitheater in 2021, July 9th and 10th. And if you don't know, they have also played Inside the Cave back in 2020 on February 13th. That run of shows were my last ones right before the world shut down for COVID. Uh, The Caverns and then both nights in Asheville. Those two nights with Billy in Asheville were amazing. And if I was going to have to be stuck at home, not seeing music for like a year and a half, seeing Umphreys in a cave, and then two nights with Billy was definitely a hell of a way to go out. I was just talking about those nights in Asheville um, with a friend of mine and, uh I just I just love Billy String so much anyways, but yeah, that was that was really good. <laughs> anyway, starting night one in Pelham off with Remind Me, sinking its heels in about three and a half. Dancing off, I thought there was a slight tickling of in the kitchen about seven minutes, but just a dabble. Getting increasingly aggressive and instead dancing off, finding its way into 
sex metal about a minute-ish later. A nice way to get the evening started. Pure saturation next. This version would not see any expansion, but would contain a slight little tease at the end. It's an 80s tune, and I can't fucking figure it out. (laughs) I have been, like, Googling, like, most popular 80s tunes and then, like, listening to them, trying to figure out what that is. And then I've been, like, humming it. Last night I was going to bed and I'm, like, humming it and trying to figure out what it is. And I, for the life of me, cannot figure out what that little tease is at the very end of Pure Saturation. So somebody listening to this is going to listen to that and be like, oh, that's totally whatever. Um, But I cannot think of it. So if you know, please tell me because it's going to bug the shit out of me because I can't figure it out. Um, But the 80s is just not really a decade that I know the music so well, but I know it is something like I've heard it before. And I'm like, what is this song? So please help me out. (laughs) If you know what it is, please reach out and tell me because it's going to drive me nuts until I figure it out. Bridgeless next. The first half would find a seat on my highlights list, getting into the depth of the jam about six minutes, bringing it to a gentler level to survey the next direction before continuing on, deciding to embody a jovial and hopeful vibe, giving the same feeling as when you're out on a nice day and, you know, the sun hits your face just right and you feel like a plant just you know, soaking up that sunshine. We leave Bridgeless in the rear view for now, embarking on a nice second self sandwich that would have Haji very nicely nestled inside. Before finding its way into Haji, it would enjoy a nice stroll around the neighborhood, getting a little more determination as it continues, finding all sorts of confidence as it climbs to the stratosphere, falling back down to earth, leaving second self in the dust and floating into the aforementioned Haji, starting to find its way back into second self, the last 30-ish seconds or so of that Haji, so very perfectly building its way back in. And asking for a friend debut next, Fenced In, this song has seen four plays so far. Bad Friday after that, with a very maniacal lead-in, gave me the feeling of, like, when we see the villain's house in a movie for the first time, or some, like, really dramatic and intense scene. I really love, um, like, those first two minutes of this. It's really great. Breaking through the clouds and revealing Bad Friday two minutes in, wandering off on its own about three and a half minutes later, enjoying time unattended, returning home after about eight minutes, again with the dramatic lead-in, this time finding its way to Hurt Birdbath, another tune from the evening that you'll find on my highlights playlist, coming in at over 17 minutes. Of course, there have been longer baths, but this would be the longest timestamp of the night. Gotta ask, 
Have you checked out the Umphreys Wow Show with Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge? Her birdbath was the first tune that those guys put under the microscope. Their first two episodes, Side A and Side B, take a deep dive into the tune with insight on its history from Stasic and Bayless, and also a medal round of best versions with guest Josh from Umfreaks Anonymous. Highly suggest checking that out if you haven't. Um, they've also done August, uh, which I guested on their show and shared my top. Actually, I had a fourth version. So my top four versions of August, um, they have done DBK side A. They're in the process of doing DBK uh, side B. Um, so definitely check out the Umphreys Wow Show if you haven't. Just an awesome, awesome show and gives you so much insight into the history of these songs that we just know and love. Um, so you'll find that anywhere you podcast or, of course, link in the show notes. Back to this version, it would get lost in the deepest parts of the jungle slightly after eight minutes, starting to mechanically build completely engulfing everything it came in contact with as it continues to embody and embrace that darkness. Coming up a few minutes later to reveal even more layers, climbing higher and higher, slamming back into hurt bird bath proper. And this type of jam right here is a perfect example of why I Umphreys. I just love her birdbath and how intense and complex that song is. That song is no joke. And it's one of those songs that if you really had to play a song for someone that was really into yes, um, you know, I think her birdbath would be a perfect song to play for somebody um, that's a Yes fan, for sure. New Wings and the conclusion of Bridgeless to close out the first night in Tennessee. Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an Umphreaks-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com.
All right, so finally this week, night two at the Caverns Above Ground, August 21st, Umphreys would close the evening and the weekend out, starting with 40s theme. And I mentioned this last week, but I will mention it again. Did you check out episode two of the new show, Stew on This, with Carl Engelman and Rob Turner, their first episode with a guest? Jake Sinegar, who would join the guys for a food-themed conversation while Carl and Rob enjoy some 40s, and Carl chefs up some bean cheese and pork fritters and some whole chickens on the smoker. For sure, 100%. Check that episode out. It's so good. Like, in fact, when you're done listening to this, like, go and listen to that because it's just that good. I was cracking up so many times when I was listening to that episode. So do yourself a favor and listen to that today. Episode three featured New York Times writer and middle blue guitarist Brad Farberman talking about jazz and New York City food with the guys. And Rob tries to explain the Billy Strings phenomenon to Carl while enjoying Weldon Mills Reserve Bourbon Whiskey and pastrami bagel sandwiches with homemade horse radish cream cheese. I love these two so much. It's such a great show, and I love having them on the team, and I am anxiously awaiting for the day that Carl makes me some food because I know it's going to be absolutely delicious. You can check out Stew on This anywhere you podcast, or of course, links in the show notes. Back to this show at the Caverns, 1348 would follow the opening 40s theme, branching off slightly before three and a half, falling deeper and deeper into a dream state as it continues. This would go unfinished for now. We'll see the conclusion of that soon. Instead, embarking on a massive two-by-two that also found a spot on my highlights playlist, Joel taking our hand as we make our way out slightly before seven minutes, dancing along with the biggest smile on our face for a few minutes, sensually undressing about four minutes later, and very delicately continuing on, engulfing us in all the feels as it builds, bursting through the clouds and revealing a fuck yeah hopefulness to it, steering right into the second half of 2 by 2 Dayville Monarchy next, containing an owner of a lonely heart by Yes Tease, four-ish minutes. Um, all Things Umphreys has that listed as the police. It is not. It's by Yes. Anyway. <laughs> that tease starts to take shape four-ish minutes um, a little bit as it heads off on its own, really showing its face about a minute later, shaking that off and embarking on its own adventure. Next week, we'll unpack that very nice Dayville that went into Draconian in Grand Rapids. Um, to date, that's my favorite version. I mean... It's still a very new song, and there's a lot of time for that to mature, but so far that one from Grand Rapids is my favorite. 
Anyway, a very nice sinister crawl into the conclusion of 1348 from earlier in the set after this Dayville. Another asking for a friend debut, always October. And at this point, there's only three songs off the new album that we have not seen a live debut of yet. Um, How about now? Ordinary Times and Work Sauce. Um, Bayless has mentioned that he doesn't see How About Now ever uh, being played live. I feel like if it does happen, it would be at his show on November 4th at Livery Brewery in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Um, I hope I said that right. That's two very difficult words to say together. Um, I think that if that's ever played, he would he would play it there. Um, anxiously awaiting for ordinary times in work sauce. Um, but we've got Umbo coming, New Year's coming, so I can see those uh, being debuted. They do have those shows in the South coming up, too, at the end of this month. Um, so very possible to see them there. But I'm excited about that. Um, and if you would like to snag some tickets to see Bayless uh, November 4th in Benton Harbor, um, there is a link in the show notes for that. Rounding out the rest of this evening with some heavy hitters, Plunger, Den, and a Scapegoat. And finally, a cover and a sit-in, the only one of the weekend, making Flippy Floppy with the guys from the Disco Biscuits coming out. Umphreys has taken this Talking Heads original for a spin. 80 times, including this one here. And that would close out the evening and mini tour with the biscuits. All right. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can listen to these shows. Um, I have been putting a link for re-listen and archive if they are available on there. Um, So if you don't have nugs and you don't want to buy them from UM Live, there is an option to listen to them in those two places if they're there. Um, You'll also find links for anything else that I may have referenced throughout this episode. Also, the DATC vault stuffed with a bunch of past episodes for you to binge on. So many episodes, so just scroll through and take a look at all of that, as well as how you can support DATC Media on Patreon and where you can snag your pre-order for the summer edition of Crooked Conversations. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.